what is up my dudes welcome back to yet another episode of olympia oddities so before we get into the episode today i just wanted to share that one of my real life ghost stories was recently featured on one of my favorite podcasts scare you to sleep the episode is called true horror 5 and shelby did an amazing job at making my creepy story even that much more terrifying if you want to check it out scare you to sleep is available on spotify now for the episode Since we're coming up on the holiday season, and this time of year can be a little rough for me and others, especially with how this year's been going, I decided to do something fun and lighthearted for this episode. Today, I'm going to be telling you about a curious geological feature called the Mima Mounds, and the theories of what, or who, could have created them. Mima Mounds are low, flattened, circular, or oval mounds that cover the Mima Mounds Natural Area Preserve and the surrounding area in Thurston County, Washington. They range in diameter from 3 meters to as much as 50 meters. They range in density from just a few mounds per hectare to more than 50 per hectare. They are also visible at the Scatter Creek Unit and the Rocky Prairie areas. No one has ever seen one being formed, and no one is exactly sure what or who could have created them. Mima is a Chinook word meaning a little further along, or downstream, and the Mima Mounds were officially named in 1841 by the United States Exploring Expedition. Charles Wilkes was the commander of this expedition that spanned from 1838 to 1842, and when he first saw the mounds, he thought that they might be burial sites. So immediately, and really disrespectfully, They dug into the mounds. Charles Wilkes wrote of this incident, saying, Being anxious to ascertain if they contained any relics, I subsequently visited these prairies and opened three of the mounds, but nothing was found in them but a pavement of round stones. Artist and explorer Paul Kane also wrote a description of the Mima Mounds during his travels in western North America from 1845 to 1848. He also did a painting of them, which I'll share on the social media pages for the podcast. Of them he wrote, This evening we encamped in the Prairie de Butte. This is remarkable for having innumerable round elevations, touching each other like so many hemispheres. I traveled 22 miles through this extraordinary looking prairie. The Mima Mounds were formed after Ice Age glaciers began receding, uh, 16,500 years ago. Mima Prairie is at the edge of what would have been the southernmost reach of the massive glacier that was covering the area. As the glaciers melted, water from them melting covered the landscape, depositing gravel and rock, eventually forming the land into the prairie that it is today. Mounds like the Mima Mounds are found in several other places in North America and a few other places worldwide. There's a strip of similar mounds near northwest Baja, California, some in western and north central California, and some in central Oregon. Unlike the Mima Mounds, these mounds are usually referred to as hogwallow mounds. Some dot the Great Plains, spreading from New Mexico, central Colorado, and central Wyoming. Here they're called prairie mounds. In east Texas, western Louisiana, southeast Oklahoma, and southern Missouri, they're called prairie mounds, or kind of grossly, pimple mounds. When Mima mounds are excavated, they usually reveal layers of loose sand, fine gravel, and decayed plants. Not all Mima mounds contain the same exact soil and gravel content, though, and one Washington mound that was open was revealed to have a layer of charcoal in it from the prairie burns done by the local tribes. Now that we've got some background information, let's get into the theories of what could have created these curious mounds. Number one, the wind theory. 
This theory suggests that the Mima Mounds are actually dunes that were formed by sediment being blown by the wind and forming around clumps of vegetation. The Pimple Mounds previously mentioned across North America were found to have been formed this way. Number two is the earthquake theory. The earthquake theory was first introduced by a geologist named Andrew Berg, located in Spokane. He'd been in his backyard building a doghouse when he developed his theory. He told the Los Angeles Times that, quote, Right after the Mount St. Helens ashfall 10 years ago, I was working in the backyard here in Spokane on a kennel for my dog. There was a plywood board on the ground. It had a little dusting of St. Helens volcanic ash on it. I started hammering away, and all of a sudden, I looked at the board, and here were these little bumps of ash. He tried to replicate this again, this time using a bigger sheet of plywood and some fine-grained soil. I tapped it with a hammer, and sure enough, vibrations caused little miniature mounds, Berg said. There is evidence of a major earthquake in the Mima Mounds area about a thousand years ago. 3. Burial Sites Adventurers to the area first thought that the Mima Mounds were ancient graves, but no evidence of this has ever been found. Number 4. The Glacier Theory In 1913, a glacial geologist named J. Harlan Bretz completed a, the very first detailed study of the Mima Mounds. Based on his findings, he suggested that the gravel and soil moved by the melting glaciers may have formed into pits that are called sun cups. As the ice melted, the sun cups may have flattened out and became the signature mound shape that they're known for. Number 5. The Erosion Theory In 1988, a glaciologist by the name of A.L. Washburn made a review of all the evidence that had been collected to date to form a hypothesis of his own. He came to the conclusion that the water from the melting glacier eroded the soil between trees or large shrubs, and that's what caused mounds to form around the plants. Number six is the permafrost theory. This theory involves the idea that the frozen ground, or permafrost, from the glacier cracked into weird shapes, and ice formed in the cracks. As the climate heated up and the ice melted, the soil was left in mounded shapes. Number seven is aliens, which is self-explanatory. And now for my favorite theory. Number eight, pocket gophers. I swear that as a kid, the Mima Mounds Information Dome had a sign on it that suggested giant pocket gophers as one of the more out there suggestions for the creation of the mounds. However, when I stopped by last week to get a picture of it, I realized that it had been updated to small pocket gophers and that the pocket gopher theory might actually have more weight than my kid brain gave it credit for. In the 1940s, it was found that Mima Mound-like mounds tended to form in areas with low-draining soil. Researchers used this to form the fossorial rodent hypothesis, which suggested that gophers build mound-like homes as a response to low water tables. More modernly, scientists may have been able to prove that gophers did have something to do with it. Metal tracers placed in a Mima Mounds-like area in San Diego, California, revealed that the gophers were pushing the dirt upwards as they created a mound. They had expected the gophers to push the dirt downwards, as they typically do, but noted that the wet soil could override this and cause them to pile it upwards instead. Results from the San Diego gopher study were entered into a computer program which simulated the uphill dirt-moving behaviors of these animals. After 500 to 700 simulated years, the mounds resembled Mima Mounds to a striking degree. Lead researcher Dr. Manny Gabbett of San Jose State University explained to BBC News that, I developed digital gophers and had them behave like they do in real life, and to my surprise, Mima Mounds just started to form in this virtual landscape. 
The computer model results look so similar to the mounds in every way, not just the dimensions, but also the way they are packed and how many you get per area. He added, it replicates the real-life situation almost perfectly. The fact that it takes literally hundreds of years and generation after generation of gophers quietly working on their home explains why no one has ever seen one of the Mima Mounds being created. Gabbett told Life Live Science that what's really cool about this scaled by body size, these are the largest structures built by any ma mammal, not including humans. In terms of effort, it would be like a single person building the pyramids. The gophers could, however, just be living in the mounds opportunistically. Each mound is roughly the size of what a gopher's home range would be. As of today, though, the Mima Mounds mystery remains unsolved for the time being. Thank you for listening to another episode of Olympia Oddities. If you want to support the podcast, leave me a positive review, tell a friend, or follow the social media for the page on Facebook and Instagram at Olympia Oddities Podcast. And until next time, friends!